so I usually buy books based on what I'm needing to learn. Like gonna, a topic that, yeah, I mean. It's going to take you somewhere. Yeah. So you're, you're not buying the cover and the pages and the ink. You're, you're buying, I mean, I don't want to be too woo-woo about it, but you're buying the transformation, the change. Yeah, what a, So here's what I think. When people buy a book, they're not buying, they're not buying the paper, they're not buying the ink, they're not buying, you know, they're buying the change. They're buying the output. I think it's true with any product. I remember taking a marketing class when I was in college. I was forced to take one when I was uh, in a public administration major. And somebody said something in the class, an author in one of the books, that when you sell a drill, you're not selling the drill, you're selling the holes that are created by the drill. There are really three broad ways that we can help you. Uh, number one is some people come to us and they say, what I need is really just content or information. Whether it comes in the form of a book or a mini course or a full-blown master class mega type course with downloads and worksheets and all of those so a little bit of information or a lot of information we can help you in that lane that means you're really wanting to publish a book or create a course or amplify your message or learn about the systems and processes that we use understand how the publishing game the messaging dialing in your message works, but you really think, hey, if I have the information, I can do it. And so if we can serve you in that level and you just need the content, that's something that we can do. Um, if you are in a second group of people, some people say, well, I, I really prefer coaching and interaction. I, I want somebody to walk with me through the process. Now, when we do that, coaching, we always provide you with information and content, but we start a different sort of relationship to where we interact, whether that's a group coaching community um, that's larger and open to a lot of people, or whether it's a more unique, small group mastermind, or even one-to-one -one coaching, we can serve you at that level and we can give you the content and walk with you. And then there's a third group of people that say, hey, I, I don't necessarily just need the information or the coaching and the interaction. I actually want to engage you to implement this for me. I want to talk about contracting you, whether it's to ghostwrite my book or it's to advise on a situation or it's to help me build out a scenario or a framework or whatever it is that you might feel like you need, we can help you in that lane as well. So whether it's, again, just to repeat number one, content and information, we can do that. Or whether it's coaching and interaction, we can do that. Or that third level, uh, really contract and implement the stuff for you. Turnkey, done for you projects, we can do that as well. Here's the best place to go best place is to go to the homepage of our website and there's a button that says start here and it'll take you to the bottom of the page where it just says which one of these best describes you and so you just choose I'm, I'm a business leader or I'm an online marketer or I'm I'm new or I'm a writer I'm a speaker I'm a nonprofit leader I'm whatever it is that you are 
choose that and then you just tell us on the next page, I prefer content and information or I really want to talk to you about coaching and interaction or I prefer contract, implement it, get it done for me and whatever you decide there, it will take you to the next best step. Questions, comments, there's a button at the top that says contact us. We always reply, same business day. I'll talk to you soon. Because we really want to help you amplify, that is multiply, monetize the mission, the message that you have to shape the ideas, the words that are in your head and share them with the world. Here's one of the funniest things that happens in our house regularly. I cannot wait to hear this. Well, I've got this notification on my phone because, you know, the alarm. And so when somebody pulls up in our driveway or somebody comes up to the front door or whatever, or a door opens, it just gives you a little no notification on, hey, driveway right. alert, the something. Security, yes. Yeah, the security system. Okay. But every couple days, the driveway notification goes off. Sometimes I'm at the house. You know, and they'll look out and go, I wasn't expecting anybody. Or sometimes I'm not even here. And the little notification comes off and it is the Amazon guy. It, it is the same <laughs> Amazon guy that whacked the retaining wall that had to be fixed months ago. That This is a tangent. He kept hitting that wall, the little landscaping blocks. I fixed them six or seven times. Finally, the time that we're inside and he creams it and knocks literally 100 blocks stacked out of whack i was like hey th this one is on you you're fixing it so he did but they did yeah they fixed it so he he comes though like twice a week and then i can see the next notification you know bzz, front door and then third notification package delivered do you want us to guard it as if the security system could guard the package, which just basically means if somebody else comes up, they're going to set a little alarm off, right? Well, I think that it means that the camera continues to roll. The whole time? Yeah, in case something is stolen, you can see. Or... Well, here's what they're going to get if they or steal it. Or they'll do some kind of it's alert. Like you, you've got a book addiction. Yeah, I mean, but some people get really expensive things off of Amazon. and. Yeah, you're just buying $10 look, books. Look, it's just an extra feature of the people claim when they're trying to sell you the security system. I'm not talking, you're changing, you're <laughs> pivoting. I'm talking about your book addiction now, wait, not the security I'm system. pivoting? <laughs> wait, wait, I missed that. So you got all these books that are coming into the house, like, you know, one and two a day. Or today, I walked down there, we had this box in the bedroom. You're like, hey, can you take this down to my tiny room? And so I took it down there and I walked in and I looked over, I was like on your little tiny couch. The tiny room is a tiny room that has a tiny couch. Everything's kind of smaller and quaint and cozy. And there's like, I was like, oh, I didn't know we had that book. Like, that, that's a good book. But I, I read every single word out of every single one of them. And the ones that are sitting on the couch, I'm, I'm on my third or fourth time of reading. Yeah. Like, I love notes to read. Yeah. Okay. So. But why do you choose the books that you choose? It's not a trick question. It's just like, how do you go, oh, I, I want that book. I mean, based on the topic. I mean, I 
what look at that. <laughs> I wish that, I wish this was video so people could see the look that you're giving me. No, I usually read books based on the topic. Just but to, I I usually read books. I don't read fiction. I, I kind of want to. Just based on the topic. So I usually buy books based on what I'm needing to learn. Cuz it's like gonna, a topic that yeah. I mean it's going to take you somewhere. Yeah. So you're you're not buying the cover and the pages and the ink, you're you're buying, I mean, I don't want to be too woo-woo about it, but you're buying the transformation, the change. Yeah, what, uh, yes. The knowledge. I'm, I mean, for me, I, I read for, you know, wisdom and knowledge. So usually it's a topic that I'm, I need to know something about or what the what that person thinks. So it, it gives, it sets me at a new level with that topic. So that is what I usually see. So here's what I think. When people buy a book, they're not buying they're not buying the paper, they're not buying the ink, they're not buying, you know, they're buying the change. They're buying the output. I think it's true with any product. I remember taking a marketing class when I was in college. I was forced to take one when I was uh, in a public administration major. And somebody said something in the class, an author in one of the books, that when you sell a drill, you're not selling the drill, you're selling the holes that are created by the drill. You're selling the potential. And I think it's people that are coming to all of this. We've been talking about infinite ROI. So often we get focused on selling the product or the service, and you're not selling the product or the service. You are selling the potential. You're selling the result, the solution, where it's going to take people as a result in, in engaging in your services. D does that make sense? Yes, for sure. So uh, here's what I want to say, and then we're going to roll into the training. The core concept with point three on the path, the infinite ROI is a seven-point path that will help you get all of your messaging dialed in to where you can use it on websites, brochures, use it in elevator speeches. Man, that's a hard one for me, Is but, but because the infinite ROI got it dialed in. Remember we were at lunch one day and everybody's always like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's a long story. I mean, I can show you what I do, but it's, and, and then I said it clear and you were like, man, that was really clear. Because I, yes. I used my own stinking training. Like, because I was, so I knew. Yeah, I, I was. I was, I'm still impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what you said. I, I, well. But it was, it did flow out. It was much better than the usual. I don't, I don't really know. Oh, I have to explain. So it's a seven point framework that's a path that is going to help you do all of that to know what to say where to say it to get clarity on what you do to align your team around a common goal to step forward and i think the result is you raise profits in multiple directions hence the infinite when you do that point number three on that path is this it is the potential that you deliver not the product the potential here's the core concept and then i want to roll into the training Money is an exchange of one item of value for another. In business, it's an exchange of the potential that you deliver, not the product, not the service. It's the potential. The more clear the value proposition is, which is the potential or the solution, the more clear that is, the greater the profits will likely be. That's really good. All right, well, let's roll into it let's since it's so it. good. 
Okay, so here we are in module three, the potential you deliver. Let me remind you to follow along, uh, just maybe with the workbook right there that we gave you. You print that out, the PDF, uh, make some notes in it. Doesn't have to be a pretty copy of it. You can uh, copy and recopy this as many times as you'd want. Eventually, you're going to get a clean copy, but but early on, don't don't try to make a final draft. Just kind of sketch um, and put the ideas right there. Just kind of mind dump. On that, here's the core concept for this part of the training is money is an exchange of one item of value for another. In business, it's an exchange of the potential that you deliver. The more clear the value proposition is, the greater the profits will likely be. Okay, get it. Money is an exchange of one item of value for another. Everyone values money. Here's what we learned is that the market pays for value. So in business, money is an exchange of the potential that you deliver. And so the clearer that potential is, the more readily people understand your value proposition, the greater the profits that you enjoy likely will be. Here's a pro tip. This is the step that will help you clarify how you serve people at the highest level. So in the previous step, the previous module, really, we were talking about you. And we're really talking about how your call aligns with the organization's call. Here, we're going to talk about what is the deliverable? What is the asset that people are paying you for? We're going to build a bridge. We're going to build a bridge from where they are to where they are designed to be. Here's the seven steps we're going to walk through in this module. We're going to talk about the potential that you lead them to. We're going to highlight the problem or problems that keep them from it. We're going to talk about the pain that they experience now of not progressing. We're going to highlight the pain in the future that they will experience, which is different if they don't take the journey. We're going to emphasize the pleasure that they will experience if they do, the path that it takes to get there, and emphasize the progress points along the way. Let me walk you through it. Number one is the potential that you lead people to. You must clearly state where you're taking people. This denotes how they gain or benefit from working with you. This could be something that they will possess. Uh, they're buying a car, a skill they're going to acquire. I, I'm going to teach you how to crochet cross-stitch. Uh, weight that they lose. So, so it could be, hey, at the end of this, you're going to lose uh, 30 pounds over the next 30 days. Now, that would be really quick and probably unhealthy. It's going to be a habit that they break. It is a tangible result. Okay, the potential. I'm going to give you a great yard. I'm going to give you a great yard so much so, and, and I would say right here, we won't, we won't even spell this out in internal and external reality. So external is like with the yard, I'm going to give you a great yard, and the yard's going to be fantastic. Um, the yard's going to be fantastic. It's going to be cut, trimmed, edged, you know, no, no leaves to be in your driveway. The internal. And that's really when we get more to the pleasure that we'll talk about in a moment. We'll get to number five. That internal is going to be, oh, imagine how you're going to feel when you have the yard that is the envy of all the neighbors. When you walk out and see that your yard is the best. Imagine how you're going to feel the pleasure when you're out running, doing your exercise routine, and you are carrying 20 pounds less up the hill. And you feel more confident in not, not just your bathing suit. You feel more confident in your clothes. You're no longer hiding when family is taking pictures and shoving kids in front of you. You just feel at ease regardless 
of what the situation is, okay, that's part of the potential. We want to kind of push those internal feelings towards pleasure in number five. Number two, let's highlight the problem that keeps the people from the potential. Let's identify the barriers that hinder the person from the desired outcome. It could be late night snacking. It could be you got to overcome this mind block. It could be something they lack, something they need to remove. It could be, again, external or internal factors. They, they might just need to get over themselves. Uh, they might not know how to do whatever. They, they might need to clear out time. They might need to think about what it is. What is the problem that keeps them from the true potential? Uh, it, it might be um, even your business hours so that you need to be open or available at other times besides the eight to five. And during the eight to five, you need to, if you're working with teenagers right now uh, and you're a youth minister, you, you probably don't need to be working much except for during the summer, during the hours of eight and three. Why? Because all the kids that you serve are in school for the most part. So Problem connecting might be a problem with the scheduling. So you, you identify what are the barriers. It could be if you're dealing with money. People are afraid of talking about money. If you are a marriage counselor, people are afraid of talking about their problems. If you deal with emotional health, emotional wholeness, it could be, and there's all these stigmas about it. If you're a family physician and you want to get guys over the age of 40, I mean, there's all these things that guys don't want to have things put in certain places, even though like, you know, they've got to, for the most part, have certain checkups at a certain age. Figure out what the problems are that keep people from walking into their true potential. Number three, we want to emphasize the pain now of not progressing. Uh, this highlights the negative result now of not taking action of, of, of now. But man, you, you don't engage in the service. It's going to be another week that you got to do the lawn. You don't get your leaves blown right now out of your gutters. It's going to be another week that, yeah, probably it's going to rain and the leaves will have clogged up your gutters and so the water's just going to pour out all over the sidewalk. And so when you walk out the front door, you're just going to get wet instead of, you, you know, you, you start figuring out. Highlight the negative result now of not taking action. And again, note that people primarily run from pain or to pleasure. So they're running from something negative and to something positive. But the pain, the negative is a more driving, more central factor in real time. Now, after we do the thing, we tend to remember the pleasure more than the pain. So you go for a five-mile run, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, you get done, you remember the pleasure. You remember like the euphoric feeling at the end, more so than the pain. You go climb a mountain. We were climbing Mount Kilimanjaro years ago, and I thought, man, scaling that mountain at the end in three feet of snow, straight uphill was probably 32 degrees below, probably the most taxing thing that I've mentally done. Yeah, but but at the end of it, you get up there, you're kind of hurting, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can keep going. And then you see the summit, and you're like, oh, 
Oh, that's fantastic. This is amazing. In real time though, people run from pain. But sometimes you've got to highlight what that is to them. This is the short-term loss. If you're a marriage counselor, man, it's another week of just freezing each other out. It's the, how do you have that awkward conversation? You know, if you're a realtor, it's, uh, man, it's another month of feeling like you're tossing money down the drain for rent rather than investing in something of your own, arguably, that might cost you less cash flow each month. If you're a fitness person, it's an, it's another week of like, oh man, I, gosh, I keep saying next week is my week. Next week I'm starting. Next week I'm starting. Next week, I'm, it's, it's another like, how many times are you gonna break after making that promise to yourself? You show them the pain now of not progressing. You then show them the pain in the future if they don't journey with you. Now, this is all, again, part of your marketing, but we're not doing anything with this yet. Um, at some point, we're going to put all this into our emails and our website and on our sales pages and everything that's there. But but what is the bigger issue at stake? Not not the short-term thing. The, the long-term consequence of not taking action and losing weight is all of these health-related issues due to being obese. True story. Last week, I took my mom to the clinic at the hospital downtown, the Kirkland Clinic next to UAB. And as I walked through that clinic, I noticed that 90% or more of the people were obese. 90%. Now, that's not to belittle people. That's not to shame anybody at all. Uh, I understand there's so many factors that go into that. However, being there, you would be remiss not to make the connection that the majority of the health issues that are going on in there, and again, some of it could be genetic, attached to weight and potential weight loss, not to just, oh, this is just my lot in life. So what's the bigger issue at stake. If you're if you're a physician, what's the what's the bigger issue at stake if that male who is 50 years old doesn't come in and get the colonoscopy and the prostate exam? Uh, if you are the marriage counselor, what is the bigger issue at stake if the couple doesn't quit freezing each other out once every two weeks? If they don't now stop lying about small things that are insignificant that you think, why do people try to even cover some of this nonsense up? What is the long-term ramification of not taking action now? If you're a financial manager and you're showing people now that, yeah, there's a little bit of pain, you're going to have to dial it back in. You might not be able to get high-speed internet or you might have to cut off, you know, from Hulu and the Netflix and the Disney Channel. You might have to just, you know, dial it back to one so you can invest some of this money, or it might be better to keep the old car and not buy a new car so that you can invest for retirement. What is the pain in the future, long-term, and how much will they have to invest later in order to make that stuff up if they don't do a little bit of action 
now. You see, middle paragraph on the screen, before you paint the picture of the best case scenario, you must clearly communicate the results of inaction. And you've got to remind them that to not make a decision to move forward and make progress is a decision to stay stalled where they are. That includes pain now of not progressing and bigger pain in the future if they don't take the journey. Now, I wrote this at the bottom of the screen there. This is not manipulative. It will likely confirm in them something they thought about or need to think about, but they just don't like to think about. They, they don't want to look at it. And so you don't have to say it in a way that shames them. In fact, you shouldn't. Your message should be life-giving and inspirational and full of hope and full of positivity and full of the places that they absolutely can go. The potential that you can lead them to because of your purpose is to take them there. So it doesn't have to be manipulative and shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be from a place of beating them down and it should not, but it does need to be bathed in reality. Number five, paint the picture of the pleasure they will experience. Take that person off into the future. You could even do this with the near-term future and long-term future. Show them what things, what life will be like when they reach the potential that you lead them to. Now, this can include external as well as internal benefits. And I would say, let me just add this into the slide right here. Be sure to emphasize internal factors. Uh, uh, see, that that's important. What people are going to feel like, how, how they're going to think, what they're going to sense. Not, not just they're going to have this stuff, but what, what are they going to feel like? Make it personal. What will they feel? Not just objective stuff. Make it personal. Make it subjective. This is really, this is the value proposition. This is what you're leading them to. This is not just the change that's going around. This is what the changes that they'll feel. There is so much here that you can shape them. And, and they'll likely be like, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that, that's what I've been wanting to do. Yeah, yes, that's where I want to go. Like when, when they hear this or read this or see this, it should be a like, of, of course, absolutely. Even if they've not been doing it or taking the journey, it should be like, oh, yeah, this is, this is, yes, this is what. It, this was a great compliment friend paid the other day. Um, I just thought about it. I'd written this training on a, a book launch, uh, the book launch timeline. And some of the things he needed to do is you're doing that timeline. He wrote a book and the book's all ready, but they've, they've not launched the book. So the book's ready. It's a fantastic book. Nobody knows about the book, even though the book is coming out in a week, it's available. And so I sent him over the book launch training that we have. And he said, we were sitting down to kind of talk through it. And he said, well, man, I've been reading through this and, and I'm thinking, oh, of course I should have done this. Oh, yeah, that, yes, that, oh, that's what would be happening if I'd done that. But he didn't, Ferris Hill, an incredible writer. Nobody had ever showed him that timeline. He, he had no idea that he was supposed to do that. In a sense, that's why he would need someone like me or someone else that could do it, whose purpose was to give him that so that he could make a positive impact on the world by sharing his message. But it, but it kind of looked at the compliment to me was he said, oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's what. Yes, that's the payoff right there. Yeah, that's why I needed to do that. Of course, it makes sense now.
Okay, so when you start dialing this messaging in and somebody that is your ideal client or customer reads it, sees it, hears it, that's what they're going to think. Number six, the path to get here. You need to outline the steps to move from where they are to where they're designed to be. And that path needs to be clear. Not just, hey, I'm going to show you how to buy a house or I'm going to sell you a house. How, how does that happen? What are the steps they need to take to buy that house and to do business with you? If you're going to help them lose weight, that path needs to be clear. And let's say this, it needs to work for the average person who is qualified for your program and takes the recommended steps no matter what it is that you do. Let, let me give you some examples of this. Uh, Dave Ramsey's financial piece, he has a seven-point plan. Now, they call these baby steps. And, and again, we're going to come back to that idea of, of baby steps in a moment. I'm going to use a different term. Here's his financial piece plan. Number one, you save $1,000, you put it in the emergency fund. Number two, you pay off your debt, everything except for the house. Number three, you then, after you do the debt snowball, you put three to six months of living expenses in the bank. Number four, you start saving 15% of your income to retirement. After that, and you're doing that, you add college funds for the kids. Uh, then you pay off your house. Then you build wealth and gift. Now, uh, we could critique this or talk about, well, I agree or disagree. doesn't matter. This is his plan. Everybody that steps into his plan knows exactly what that plan and what that path is, and they know when they hit the next milestone. That's the path to Dave Ramsey's financial peace. If you want to have financial peace, you walk, according to him, that path. Let me give you a religious one. Now, this one is one that uh, I saw years ago. It's a little bit fuzzy because it came out of a book. Uh, Rick Warren, who wrote The Purpose Driven Life, also wrote The Purpose Driven Church to show church leaders how to build a church in the same way that he did. The way that he did it was, or one of the ways he did it, uh, one of the facets of the church was a framework that told people exactly what to do to take their next steps at the church. So he said, hey, number one, here's what you do. You commit to joining the church. You, you become a Christian and you join the church. That's number one. They had a class called 101. That's what they do. They commit to membership in the body of Christ, membership in the church. The second thing they do, they call this 201, and you literally, it was shaped like a baseball diamond. You literally go around the bases. Number two, class 201, is you commit to maturity. You grow in Christ. You, you build up. You grow in your faith. You attend this discipleship class to really learn more things about you know, how to read the Bible, how to say the scriptures, how to pray, how to grow. You commit to maturity. The third thing that you do is you commit to ministry. They would say, you're designed to make a difference. And so we don't just want you to, to know Christ. We don't want you to just grow in Christ. We want you to serve Christ by serving others inside the church or serving others outside the church somewhere. Make a difference. So you serve. You, you start doing your part. That was 301. You move from 101, 201, 301. You're not just committed to membership, not just committed to maturity with 201. Ministry is 301. Number four, you go outside the four walls of the church. You do, you go on mission. That's 401. So that's the path. You want to get involved at that church 
back when they probably still do this. I mean, churches all over the United States started carbon copying this, doing exactly what they were doing because it was so effective. Why was it so effective? In large part because they showed people spelling it out, the path to get there. You outline the steps removed from where they are to where they're designed to be. The path is clear. The path should work for the average person who's qualified for your program and takes the recommended steps. Um, we've got a framework that teaches people running nonprofits what they need to do uh, to grow that nonprofit. Um, one facet of nonprofits is recovery centers. Here's the framework there. Okay, so this is the path to build a recovery center. Or you could say, um, this is just a recovery center framework, but you, you could actually say, hey, this is the path for, let's just change the title up there, uh, nonprofit framework to grow a healthy nonprofit. Number one, program. Okay, what do your clients do? What are they taught? Who are you serving? What are the processes that you use to reach people, to make a difference in the world and live your mission? Number two, okay, this is part of the path. You've got to resolve what you do with your people. So this is your team job descriptions, staff expectations. Number three, processes. That includes your policies, your procedures, your forms, and more. Number four is the purse. That is the seven-step funding strategy. We teach people how to write grants, all of that stuff, okay? If that is their purpose is to run a nonprofit, okay? And they can do that here on the Amplify site. Now, here's why I show you this, because the path to get there it might be like Rick Warren's, the pastor's linear, okay? Man, you do number one, you do number two, you do number three, number four. Everybody goes in this order. Everybody does it. There's a time when you're not a member of the church, then one, you are a member of the church. You've not attended this class, then boom, you have attended that class. And then you're serving in the church or you weren't serving. Now you are serving. Look at Dave Ramsey's though. Some people come to Dave Ramsey, they already have $1,000, or they don't have any debt, they don't have any number two, or they already have three months of living expenses, or they have $1,000 in the emergency fund, you know, and they've already, you know, they don't have a house debt uh, because they don't have a house, or they inherited a house. So what do you do? You just keep working through the order the best that you can with the steps that you have. It's still all outlined there for you, uh, the nonprofit. This isn't necessarily linear at all. These are four different facets. Like you got to grab hold of, like you got to solve this. You got to crack that nut. You got to crack this one. You got to crack the processes. You got to address the funding. And you're always kind of working on all of these a little bit. You can implement the, the tools that we have, but you're working on all of this all the time. You don't just get the program done and go, check up, I, I did that. There are always things, even when you get it, 100% done. Oh, you, you have to adjust something, right? You always be raising money, the purse. Okay. So it's a little bit different, but it is a clear path. It clearly articulates this is the stuff you need. Now, let me show you how we do it with Amplify for guys that are going to and gals. They're content creators. I mean, that means they're writing books, they're coaching, they're doing courses or membership programs are teaching a positive message that impacts the world. That's their pop purpose. So we refine the message. 
uh, some of them come and they already have the message. We, we help them refine it. That's the problem they solve, the perspective they give. It's where they lead people to potential. Then we work them through these mind shifts of understanding how to best manage the message. Those are the processes that, that we teach. Uh, so you don't just dump this off and give it to somebody, to a publisher. Hey, you take it even if you're using a publisher. There are certain things that you do, 11 unique mind shifts that you make. It's all in the book, Process Over Permission, that we have. If you are a writer, content creator, want that information, just, just hit me back with an email or a text, and I'll make sure that you get it. Uh, or it's probably on the homepage of our website. Just follow the writer's uh, track right there. The media, we teach them the funnel and the different forms of content they can leverage. So once you have the book, you can turn the book into a course and into a podcast and into blogs, and you can turn that into coaching programs. Then you can turn that into memberships. You can repurpose all of that content in many ways. These stairs make sense if you read the book or see the slides there. And then the methods are seven different habits we teach to have greater success with less stress. So you start, you, you implement all of this into a definite system. You just, you just move straight through it. You must articulate the path people take to get there. So you need to take some space, not, not just highlighting, hey, you're going to feel good when you get there. What's the path? Now, now for some industries, it's going to be super simple. You just make a call, we'll come cut your grass. Then that's, that's it. And then we'll clean out your gutters during the fall. And then we'll, you know, we'll winterize certain things during the right seasons. Uh, for, for some of you, if you're a money manager, it's a little bit more complex. You're a realtor, it's a little bit more complex. But you need to take the time to figure it out and spell it out. For most of you, most of the time, I think you're going to be able to have progress points along the way. Uh, highlights, uh, milestones. So you want to highlight the benchmarks, the milestones that really show the client that they are making forward movement and that your product or program, it works. They are getting somewhere. Now, these should be objective in nature so people clearly know when they have arrived and what's next. Go back to Rick's Warren. You finish class 101, step one, you go to base two, class 201. You finish class two, you go to class three, known as 301. Dave Ramsey, you do number one, you got the money, save $1,000, you pay off all your debt except your house. That's done. You start saving three to six months of living expenses. That's done. You just objectively work down the list. You're either, according to his framework, saving 15% of your income to retirement or you're not. It's objective. You move through the framework. Here's the pro tip. When you have identified these seven points, all seven of these, you've clarified how you serve people at the highest level. You've clarified all of that and you now have the info you need for your website, for emails, for brochures, for other marketing pieces. See, let's, let's visualize it again. You've got a path. That was number six. You're going to articulate what that path is. You have potential that you're leading people to. That's, that's it. They have problems they got to overcome. You know, they're going to overcome while they walk this point. But you got progress points. You're highlighting along the way 
that's the de definitely how they're moving forward. So again, we're highlighting the milestones. We're showing them those progress points. I'm saying need to have a clear destination. So they need to know that this path, this bridge goes there. This bridge for the average person who walks it and does it will help you lose 25 pounds over the next three months or, or whatever it is that you're doing. This path, if you're qualified and walk it, I'll have you in a new home. This path, if you walk it, you will have your book written and published within the next 90 days. This path, if you walk it in the next several years, you'll be financially independent. This path, if you walk it, will help you launch your business. This path, if you walk it, taste it, clear destination. The path takes you there, but we break it down. Objective milestones. That's this point, number seven. Clear markers that verify progress towards the goal. And then finally, the subjective experience. People are all in different places on this path, and we acknowledge that. We affirm that. We don't say they're somewhere where they're not. We don't just try to make them feel good, you know, in a false way. We make them feel good because we believe in them, because we believe that God has the destiny and a purpose for them, because they're his image bearers that are here to make a difference in the world, and that we, by serving them at the highest level, get to play a small part in them making that difference. Now, let me highlight this. If you need help designing that path, that framework, there is a course that you can get access to. Um, that is how to design your framework. It is going to give you steps to architect and then articulate the program. So it'll show you how to build it, architect it, design it, and then articulate it. You'll be able to communicate it to tell people and exactly uh, they'll know and you'll know how you take people from where they are to where they're designed to be. It always astounds me how many people are coaching without a framework. You're just sharing information. Unless you have a framework that takes people from where they are to where they're designed to be based on the problem you're solving, the potential you're leading them to, you're just giving them information. And if there is something even objective that you're doing, selling a house, you're a chiropractor, you're helping them with their back and other pains that they have throughout their body that's objective. If you articulate the plan, you will be able to serve them at a higher level and you will be able to serve even more people. Okay, that is module three. Hey friends, this is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the podcast and just direct your attention down to the show notes. Uh, once again, there's a link there that says, let's talk. Now, let me tell you what that is. On our website, we have identified three different lanes whereby we can help you. Uh, lane number one is this, content. Uh, many people come to us and say, hey, I, you know, I just need the information of how to multiply, monetize my message. You give me the information, I can run with it. And so we have books and courses that are available if all you want is content. Uh, another lane, another group of people uh, really says, I don't just want the content, I also want the coaching and the connection, the interaction. Now, you, you might want 
a connection in terms of like a group situation where you're just, uh, you have access to us, but really we're kind of dripping out slow rolling content through a coaching community such as Amplify Pro, or you might prefer a mastermind or one-to-one coaching. We, we can do any or all of those. Those are available to you, but then, then there's this third option. If, if you don't just want the content and you don't want the connection, the connection's really, hey, we're gonna show you how to do it while you do the work, you might want the third lane of uh, contract work. And so if that is a lane where we can serve you, whether it's getting up a website or it's creating your sales funnels, your email marketing, it's uh, helping you with your team at a different level, then there's a link there that says, let's talk. And I would encourage you to go there, schedule a free up to 30 minute phone call where we'll hop on. We do it by phone so that you can take some notes while we're dialoguing. You can do this thing anywhere and we can really see how we might serve you at the next level. I tell you this, some people come and they say, well, I want you to do this and that, and can you serve me there? And they decide that what they want us to do is ghostwrite a book. And so we do that. Others say, well, I need help uh, kind of building my framework for coaching. I've got all my ideas, but I need to see how they fit together. And we serve them in that way. Others want a business plan of how do they pull all of their content together and create an ecosystem or a sales funnel and we help them map that out in a business model. Others say, uh, hey, you know what? After, after talking, I think my best lane might be coaching. And so we serve them in that way. The, the best way to tell is to, if you feel a connection here, jump on the free no pressure call. And whether we can serve you now or serve you at some point in the future, let's have the conversation. It's always a win-win. Uh, we always walk away with great ideas after hearing what you've said. You always walk away with some things that you can implement immediately, particularly if you bring your most pressing questions. So if you think we might can serve you, then um, let's, let's do it. Let's talk. The link is down below.
or based, I mean, the, the correct answer like, is based on what I'm going to learn from it, where it's going to take me. Okay. Some version of that. Do you want to ask that again? No, just, you could just say it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see if you would prep me for these things. I didn't know I was going there. Okay. Um <laughs> You're funny. Okay.